0: Val Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there in Liffler land know everything (laughs) there is to know about uh, Olympic sculling and egg beaters, which apparently are part of swimming. (laughs) That's what I'm told. So uh, I am your host, Rebecca. Uh, And today we're going to have Nancy telling us about swimming in the Olympics. That's right. So swimming
1: has been a sport at every modern summer Olympics uh, since, what is it, 1898, I think, when we restarted this whole nonsense. Sure. Um, It has been open to women since 1912, although there was some bullshit about they couldn't swim as long a distance for a long time because we're, you know, delicate flowers. As is attested by all of us here. Um, Mm -hmm. Along with track and field athletics and gymnastics, (laughs) it is one of the most popular spectator sports at the Games. Swimming has the second highest number of Olympic events after, I believe, track and field. Mm. Um, So there are... A whole bunch of different swimming things, and I'm not going to go through each one of them in detail because there's actually a lot of repetition. There are basically two different ways that they are divided up. The first is style, and the second is length. So in terms of styles, you have freestyle swimming, butterfly, breaststroke, backstroke, medley, relay, obstacle, and underwater. Those are all different types of swimming races that they have.
2: Are some of those new?
1: Newish, I assume. Um, I sure hadn't heard of underwater before, but I don't know if it's actually Mm -hmm. new or just they don't talk about it as much. (sighs) Um, And then lengths, you have 50 meter, 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, 800 meter, 1500 meter, uh, and marathon, which is 10k. Um,
0: Stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's stupid.
1: Nobody needs to swim 10k. (laughs) Would you rather run 10K or swim 10K? Because I'd rather try and swim. Neither. It. I'd rather sit 10K. <laughs> that a thing? Uh, well, yes, it's called watching the Olympics. Yay! <laughs> That's me. Uh, as with other sports, um, there are individual and team events, and individuals can compete in multiple events, including individual and relay. So if you are someone like uh, Katie Ledecky or Michael Phelps, you may end up with multiple medals because you might compete in several of these different races Um, the criteria for success is being the fastest without going out of bounds Uh, the US swim team is real big, it's like uh, more than 35 people I think, so I'm not going to go through each of them, but here are a couple highlights Uh, Allison, Allison, Allison Schmidt will be appearing in her fourth Olympics Katie Ledecky will be in her third, as will Haley Anderson. 15-year-old Katie Grimes of Nevada became the youngest swimmer since Katie Ledecky in 2012 to qualify for the U.S. Olympic swim team. And like Ledecky, Grimes will make her Olympic debut in the 800-meter freestyle. And Lydia Jacoby, or Jacoby, I don't know how she says it, Uh, is the first ever swimmer from Alaska to qualify for the Olympic Games. Hmm. Oh, wow. One assumes she swims in a pool. Um, (laughs) But since most people know a decent amount about swimming, and since it's frankly not that complicated, you get in the water and you do a specific stroke for a uh, specific length as quickly as you can do it, I wanted to talk about artistic swimming which is also known as synchronized swimming which has been an event at the Summer Olympics since the 1984 games interestingly also oh, when rhythmic gymnastics was added i thought that was fun hmm. mm-hmm. yeah
2: apparently so uh, yeah, uh, i guess it's been all of our lifetime so <laughs> i just think of it as a as an established olympic sport yeah <laughs> the world began in 1983 continue yes
1: <laughs> correct uh synchronized swimming Uh, Demands advanced water skills, requires great strength, endurance, flexibility, grace, artistry, and precise timing, as well as exceptional breath control when upside down underwater. Uh, It is a hybrid form of swimming, dance, and gymnastics, which consists of swimmers performing a synchronized routine of elaborate moves accompanied by music. Uh, Competitors perform two routines for judges, one technical and one free. Uh, And it has been considered a women's sport. uh, And the Summer Olympics features women's duet and women's team events. Uh, Some competitions that are not the Olympics do allow men to compete or mixed pairs,
0: um, but not the Olympics. So, Hey, Nancy, real quick. Um, I'm wondering if maybe that's what they're referring to when they talk about underwater. I don't. Underwater sports.
1: No, I don't think so, because it was on a separate page. Um. Oh, okay. So no. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Good guess though. Um, you can Google while I'm talking
0: if you would like. I am, <laughs> which is why I, because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for, um, for swimming, and there's nothing about
2: underwater. If you
0: look at the list of events for summer o- swimming in the Summer Olympics, I'm on it, it will
1: list all of them, and it includes underwater and obstacle. Um, But I don't recall it. It has
0: open water, but I don't see underwater.
1: Uh, Anyway. Anyway,
0: carry on. Uh, Sorry. You can have an extra minute at the end of this (laughs) because I took up this time. Thank you. I
1: appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, So at the turn of the 20th century, synchronized swimming was known as water ballet. The first recorded competition was in Berlin, Germany in 1891. And a lot of swim clubs were formed then. Uh, in 1907, Australian Annette Kellerman popularized the sport when she performed it in a glass tank as an underwater ballerina in the New York Hippodrome. Uh, and, uh, from there it kind of took off in popularity. The first competition took place at the Wright Junior College between Wright and the Chicago Teachers College. Um, but it didn't get recognized as a competition by the national or uh, by the swimming organizational, whatever it is, F-I-N-A, I I don't know what it stands for, until 1968, and it became the fourth water sport next to swimming, platform diving, and water polo. From 1984 through 1992, the Summer Olympic Games featured solo and duet competitions, but they were both dropped in 1996 in favor of team competition. Uh, at two, th- at the 2000 Olympic games, the duet competition was restored and is now featured alongside the team competition. So some terms, skulls or sculling, these are hand movements used to propel the body and are some of the most essential pieces of synchronized swimming, um, Commonly used skulls include the support skull, the stationary skull, propeller skull, alligator skull, torpedo skull, split skull, barrel skull, spinning skull, and patter, paddle skull.
0: You know, with things like uh, alligator skull, this feels like a sport that men could really, like, get into with such, like, a aggressive term. Well, it's spelled wrong. It's with a C. It's shh. Sh- but yes, they're swimmers. They don't know how to spell. You're right. No, that's not true. <laughs> you're alienating all the men in our our audience. <laughs> all two men who listen, who are your friends and spouses. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: sculling uh, most often used to support the body when a swimmer is performing upside down. So it's like kind of the reverse of treading water. Is what I am gathering. Uh, speaking of treading water, the egg beater is a kind of kick. It's a form of treading water that allows for stability and height above the water while leaving the hands free to perform arm motions. I remember being taught this when I was when I got swim lessons, actually, that you like. Oh, the egg beater? Yeah. Yeah. You just to, move um, your legs uh, in like, yeah. What's it called? Um, opposite directions.
2: Treading water. Treading yeah. water?
0: Yeah. But that's different.
1: Well, yeah, but it's a form of treading water.
0: Right. But it's. I remember learning how to tread water. I was never taught the egg yeah, beater specifically. I
1: was taught both because the egg beater is like, it's easier to keep yourself upright. Because when you're treading water, right. you're depending on your arms to sort of keep from falling forward. But the yeah. egg beater keeps you more perpendicular, more, more vertical. Yeah. That's the word. Uh, there are also lifts. Um, so in a duet or in a team, you can have combinations of people lift a flyer out of the water. Um, There are many variations on lift. These can include partnered lifts, float patterns, other areas of unique choreography. Um, As with any other sort of lift, you have a flyer and a base, uh, and you also can have people called the feet, the lifters, or the pushers, which are team members that provide the force for the base to explosively stand up and then push the flyer out of the water. So this is if you have a group. You know, so the bass also kind of flies, it sounds like, and then Mm. the flyer really flies. I want to be a foot. (laughs) I would rather not. (laughs) I wouldn't mind being a bass. That seems fun. Uh, There are lots of figures. um, Synchronized. The swimmers are synchronized to each other and to the music. During a routine, the swimmers can never use the bottom of the pool for support at all. And after the performance, swimmers are judged and scored on their performance based on execution, uh, artistic impression, and difficulty. Execution of technical skill, difficulty, patterns, choreography, and synchronization are all critical to achieving a high score. Routines are scored on a scale of 100 with points for execution, artistic impression, and difficulty. A group consists of eight competitors for world championships and FINA events. Uh, a group can consist of a minimum of four competitors and a maximum of ten. Uh, length of routines: routines typically last two to four minutes. Uh, the shorter being the technical routine, and then the length uh, being
0: added yeah. for an artistic routine or free routine. Uh, and yeah, this I remember was watching. I remember watching some of these events, uh, events, and being surprised at how long they yeah. were for a swimming mm-hmm. event where you spend so much time under the water. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they can take a while. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting thing uh that I that I read um which I hadn't thought of, but um apparently uh Dr. Bill Moreau, the medical director for the US Olympic Committee, uh, was quoted as saying, quote, These women are superior athletes. They're in the pool eight hours a day. Literally, they're within inches of one another, sculling and paddling. And as they go through their various routines, they're literally kicking each other in the head. Uh, he noted that during a two week training session, female athletes suffered a 50% concussion rate.
2: Holy shit. Jesus.
1: As a result, the USOC began reassessing concussion awareness and prevention for all sports. Others believe the incidence of concussions among synchronized swimmers is much higher, especially among the sport's elite athletes. Quote, I would say 100% of my athletes will get a concussion at some point, said Miriam Glez, former chief executive of USA Synchro, the sport's national organizing body. It might be minor, might be more serious, but at some point or another, they will get hit.
2: Wow! Yeah, I never so that, thought about that.
1: Exactly, me either. So I thought that was really interesting, particularly given that we have talked a lot on the pod about concussions in various sports. So
0: yeah, I found
1: that interesting and surprising um, to think about.
0: Wow! My my cousin did uh, synchronized swimming for years in high school. I'm mean, gonna I have to ask her about. that. Yeah, you totally yeah. should. Because I mean, we've talked about it, and I you know I never went to any of her meets because we live in different states, but. I don't remember any talk about concussions. That's crazy.
1: I mean, I don't, this didn't mention, and I don't know if it's something that tends to happen at the more elite levels or if it's throughout the sport. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, sure. If you're doing close formations and strong kicks, like.
2: Yeah. It makes sense. It's just. It stands to reason. mm -hmm. And no protective equipment at all. Nope. Wow. Nope. Sure not. I wonder if there's Uh, anything for training. Like while you're training, you can wear a old-timey leather football helmet i i don't know yeah, where i was, I was going gonna say. with that but
0: <laughs> i mean i suspect that wearing a helmet really affects your buoyancy yeah,
1: yeah that's probably true and your ability to get upside mm-hmm. down too um so events to watch uh will be the only ones uh women's team and women's duet Uh, And in fact, the eight-woman U.S. team fell short of qualifying for the Tokyo team event just barely, Mm. apparently. Mm. They finished in fourth place, 0.211 points behind Greece for the final Olympic spot. Um, However, U.S. artistic swimmers Lindy Schroeder and Anita Alvarez did earn their tickets to Tokyo by placing fifth at the qualifiers, uh, and the top eight of 34 participating nations earned Olympic berths. So they will be there. Interestingly, uh, Alvarez uh, competed in the qualifiers, but ended up passing out after the preliminary free performance. And so she did not swim in the final, and they had a, a replacement swimmer, Ruby Ramadi, who substituted for her? So I'm assuming, wow. though I didn't see confirmation of this, that Ruby is also an alternate and will go, you know, to the Olympics in case something else were to happen. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Alvarez and uh, competed in the duet uh, at the 2016 Olympic Games. Uh, so she's she's been to the Olympics before, I guess. So watch watch the artistic swimming for the U.S. uh, women's duet team. And that... I will. ...is what I have on swimming. Did you find out what underwater swimming is there, Rebecca? I I did not find find references to underwater or obstacle. I will find them for you because they were on the Wikipedia page under the link for for events.
0: So, yes, please do, because I would be fascinated. Yeah, on the olympics.com, I didn't see underwater or, um, obstacle. So I have
1: to throw Uh some shade here. Um, while I was, um, looking things up for these mini-sodes that we were doing, oh my gosh, the different sport websites suck. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like. Very much so. I just, yeah, it was terrible. Okay. So swimming at the Summer Olympics, uh, we have, where did we go? Yeah, here we go. So events. Oh, it's a past event, maybe. That's the problem. So um... I was gonna say obstacle swimming sounds frickin' awesome. It does. It really and does. How, would
2: I, how would I never heard of this before? So I'm yeah, picturing cr- a bunch of
1: people with Nerf guns. The other past event that sounds terrific is the hundred meter freestyle for sailors.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to know if they have to swim in their sailor suits.
2: Mean, they have to jump or, off the or boat and th- swim.
0: That's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah, Are you maybe. swimming from like one sailboat to another, or like a sailboat to land? So I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, so, say um, lack but, of spectator so, appeal. Oh, well, for let's underwater. See here. Yeah. So the, okay. Joe the, says it was it was featured in 1900, yep. but not again due to lack of spectator I mean, appeal. Yeah,
2: you can't see underwater real well.
0: <laughs> well, you couldn't in the 1900s. You sure can now. Yeah, they should bring it back. So, yes, I was petition, change.org.
2: correct that they
1: are forms of Olympic events, but not correct that they are current forms of Olympic okay. events.
0: That's fine. As long as we understand yes. where underwater swimming came from. Yes. Now, I want to know how you do out of water swimming.
2: Well, have you ever seen a dog that they <laughs> you lower down over the water? Yes! and it yes! start and going start... yeah that's above water okay. swimming i don't know how you okay. do that competitively right. but it is adorable i
0: would really i would really love to see michael phelps <laughs> held up by a harness and like butterfly in, <laughs> in the okay, air okay that would
1: actually be and really I'm, interesting though because it'd be like really an glad. anatomy lesson you know and like applied physics lesson <laughs> like it would actually be yeah. really interesting to see
0: yeah and i'm really thankful this is uh, only you three can see the visuals here. <laughs> me doing out of water <laughs> butterfly is not something I want to publicize. Well, thank you, Nancy, for giving us this overview on um, s- on swimming, especially some of the the events that we don't see quite as often.
1: My pleasure. Um, I
0: really, yeah, I really do love watching the synchronized swimming events. They're incredible feats of athleticism.
1: Yeah, they're cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, alright so thank you once again for joining us for another mini-sode um, you can find us on the interwebs on Instagram at Foul Puck Podcast on Twitter at Foul Puck Pod our website is FoulPuckPodcast.net um, and we will catch you later on another mini-sode or perhaps a, a full-sode when we get our, our sodes together um, <laughs> you keep your sodes to yourself <laughs> I like sharing my sodes though. (laughs) As long as you do it we can so until next time, I'm Rebecca and and we'll catch you next time.